concerning masks, I think it should be a requirement <laughs> that everybody should have to put a smile on. Right? Doesn't this look like a clown mask? Yeah, go make some happy faces. Well, good morning, everyone. We're in a series right now um, talking about spiritual gifts, and I feel that at this particular time in our lives, the power of the Holy Spirit is something we cannot live without, and I have been under attack, so I just would like to ask you to join with me and pray with me um, as I bring this message on one of the most controversial, misunderstood, and weirdest gifts of the Spirit, um, the gift of spiritual language, speaking in tongues, whatever. So if you would please just pray with me and for me as I seek to, uh, to bring some enlightenment. Father, I thank you that you are so good. May your favor be upon us, Lord, for a thousand generations, God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now for each and every person that is represented here, each family, each tribe. Lord, for each person who's watching online and for anyone who hears this message, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus for clarity. Lord, that you would speak clarity and understanding. In all our getting, Lord, we want to get understanding. We bless you and we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So today we are talking about the gift of speaking in tongues or spiritual language. Now, even as I say that, I'm sure that there's things that are rising up in certain people. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about 10 random things that I know about speaking in tongues or spiritual language. Let's call it spiritual language. I think the term tongues has, has such negative connotations because it has been so controversial in, in the body of Christ. There are a few things that are as controversial as this subject, except maybe women in ministry or <laughs> other such obvious ones. Um, <clears throat> so it is a very controversial gift, and so therefore, Today, I'm hoping that this isn't about my opinion. I, I have lots and lots and lots of stories. And actually, I think this is probably going to be a two-part message. I have 10 things, but I think I'm only going to probably get to five. But I have lots of stories that I want to share with you. Do you guys like to hear stories? Yeah. So I'm going to share a lot of stories. And not just stories, but I'm going to share from the Word of God exactly what the Word of God says and trust that the Holy Spirit can have his way and teach you what you need to know just through his word. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting with verse 7, it says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can do what? Help each other. That's why spiritual gifts are given. So I'm going to talk about the distinction between the gift of tongues or the gift, the spiritual gift of spiritual language or the difference between our, our heavenly language or our prayer language. There's a difference, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to show you that today. Um, and then in 1 Corinthians 12, 10b, it says, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages. Now, this translation isn't great. It just means the languages that are not distinguishable. Uh, it, this is 
For those of you who don't know what this particular thing is, it's the ability to speak a language that you've never learned. Okay, this is what the gift of tongues is. It is when you are filled with the Holy Spirit and then this is the outpouring. This is the spirit that prays through us. That is what this is. And so <clears throat> this is the ability to speak a spiritual language. Another person is given the ability to interpret. We'll probably cover interpretation next time I talk to you about this. It says, given the ability to interpret what is said, it is the one and only spirit. This is the Holy Spirit who distributes these gifts and he alone decides which gifts each person should have. Now, when I first became a Christian many years ago, I had never heard of anything like this. I, I was raised in a liturgical setting and we didn't, we didn't have what we called spiritual language. And so I didn't know anything about this, but I did love Jesus a whole lot. And I had been forgiven of a lot. And I was working in this Christian bookstore, minding my own business one day. And uh, these two guys came in and they had been traveling around the world. And they came up to me and they said, do you speak in tongues? And I went, what? What is that? They said, you don't speak in tongues? And I said, I don't even know what that is. And they said, well, you're going to go to hell. And I was like, what? I've never heard that. And so that kind of like made me a little uncomfortable, <laughs> the thought of hell. And, um, and then about three days later, this group, this other group of like these surfers came in and they they came up to me and they're like, do you know Jesus Christ? And I said, yes, I do. They said, do you speak in tongues? And I was like, why are you asking? <laughs> and sure enough, they said the same thing to me. They said, if you don't speak in tongues, oh, I'm clicking. If you don't speak in tongues, you're going to hell. Okay, let me just tell you this, bad theology. Okay, this is terrible theology. It says nothing of the sort in the Bible. But I didn't know that. I was a baby, baby Christian. I didn't really know what the word of God said about it. But what this did, having these two separate groups of people come and ask me this, it really set me on a course. I was like, I wanna know what this is, what they're talking about. I wanna see what does the Bible actually say about this? So it, it, it really inspired me to start really looking into it. Well, continue this story. So about a week later, this sweet couple came in and they were, just, they were just so kind and so loving and we just started talking and they were just encouraging me and then the subject came up again. And by this time I was like, I'm gonna throw down right now. <laughs> They're like, well, do you speak in tongues? And I was like, I am so sick of hearing about this. And then I shared with them what these other people had said. I said, I, I love Jesus. I don't believe that I'm going to go to hell because I don't speak in tongues. And they said, of course you're not going to go to hell if you don't speak in tongues. They said, that's a ridiculous concept. And they really helped kind of talk me off the ledge on that one. And they just explained to me. They said, it's in the Bible. They showed me where. And so it started me on a quest to understand what does this mean? And then... It was at that point, Pandora's box kind of opened up, and then I started getting, hearing all of these bad theological uh, teachings about 
the gift of tongues. But this is what it says in Mark chapter 16, starting with verse 17. This is what Jesus, the Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord, this is what he says. These words would be in red, okay? Mark 16, 17. It says, these miraculous signs will accompany those who, what? This, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new languages. He's talking about this word, which means unknown languages. And it doesn't mean unknown anywhere. There are over 6,000 languages in the world. And so one of the arguments against uh, people speaking in tongues is they say, well, it's just gibberish. And I'm, I'm gonna get into this a little bit later. They're just like, oh, you're just, you're just speaking babble. You're just, that's just gibberish. Well, I mean, imagine knowing and being able, able to comprehend even five languages. How about 100? I mean, does anybody know all 6,000 languages in the world, especially some in those remote uh, African nations? You know, the, the clicky ones <laughs> or whatever. You know that? She's fluent. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, some people believe that every single one of our languages, that anybody who speaks the spiritual language, they are speaking a language that is known somewhere. This is another controversy. Some people believe that it is a heavenly language that is the language of angels. So um, there's, there's a lot of debate, a debate swirling around this particular topic. But I can tell you, if you don't have a spiritual language, and if you have never spoken in tongues, and you believe in Jesus Christ, that he died for you on the cross, and that, that you believe that he's Lord, you are not going to hell. Amen? Amen? <laughs> okay, there's another, there was another big debate way back uh, when I first started learning about this, and this was that there were the haves and the have-nots. And I think there's still kind of that little attitude going around that, well, you know, if you don't have your spiritual language, you're not quite as spiritual as I which is a lie, it's a gift. It's a gift from the Lord. And it is available to each and every person who believes that they are filled with the Holy Spirit, who invites the Holy Spirit to come and baptize them and fill them. Um, it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 29, it says, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in these unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to un interpret unknown languages? Here it says, of course not. He is saying here, this is the Apostle Paul, the guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. I would say this guy probably has a pretty good handle on spiritual things, wouldn't you say? And he is saying, not everyone does these things. Not everyone has these gifts. Not everyone has a gift of healing. Not everyone has a gift of doing miracles. Not everyone has, you know, a number of the different gifts. But what he's talking about here is spiritual gifts and the gift of tongues, which we're going to get into later, the gift of speaking the spiritual gift means that it is to edify the church, that it is a, it is a word that's given in a, an unknown language, and it is interpreted for the purpose of building up the church. 
that's what he's talking about. And he's saying not everyone does that. Not everyone has that particular gift. You know, having your spiritual language or, or praying in tongues or speaking in tongues as, as, your, as your spiritual or your heavenly language does not make you a better Christian. And um, I, heard, I heard a quote. He said, speaking in tongues doesn't make me a better, doesn't make me better than others, but it makes me a better Christian than I was before. And for me, personally, I have to agree that, that that's kind of what happened to me. After I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the, the complete immersion of the Holy Spirit, like it, what, that, what that term really means, baptismo, which means to, like it's dumped on you, like you are completely immersed, you are completely overcome by the Holy Spirit. And let me just encourage you, if that has not happened to you in your life, it is available to you, it is available to all believers, and I just implore you to ask. Ask the Lord, especially during this time, especially during the time we are living in history that is so tumultuous and so chaotic and so divisive. Invite the Holy Spirit to just drench you with him and to give you your heavenly language so that you can pray, that you know how to pray unknown things. That's the thing about your spiritual language is that when you're, like for example, when I'm spending time in prayer, using my heavenly language, using my spiritual language or speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, I don't know what I'm saying. But I do know that the spirit is praying through me the Spirit is speaking through me. And I don't think if you really open yourself up to reading what does the Bible say about this, if you really, really read it in black and white, it's hard to deny that this is something that the Lord has for us, despite what you've been taught. I know there are a lot of different denominations that teach all kinds of crazy. They teach this is of the devil. But let me go on and say... <clears throat> for me, when I, when I became baptized in the Holy Spirit, when I began to use my spiritual language, something happened within me. Something changed within me. At the time, I was, I was living with my boyfriend, and I was not living a life that was very honoring to God. But as soon as that, that happened to me, it was like I had the strength to end that relationship and to give myself fully to God. I, 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 somehow, something happened in me. I was able to witness to people and share the love of Jesus with boldness and with power. And I was seeing people come to know the Lord something changed in me. And if you know Jesus Christ, don't you want everything that he has for you? Don't you want all of it? Anybody? I want it all. I mean, it's a good, it's a good thing to, to seek after it, and we're going to see that here. The thing is, what it says in 1 Corinthians 13, and everybody has probably heard 1 Corinthians 13 if you've ever been to a wedding, because this is the one that talks about love is patient and kind, and it's a, it's a beautiful, poetic chapter in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 13, but the very first verse starts out and says, if I speak in the tongue, tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. It's saying, you know what, so what? 
So you have a spiritual language. So you pray. So you can speak in tongues. Maybe you can even interpret. But if you're not loving, if love is not your motivation, it's worthless. And, and I, I want to draw a, a contrast because when I, when I was working in that Christian bookstore, there were a couple of women there and there was something that happened. We could, you know, we always, in the morning, we'd have our little prayer. The, the whole staff would get together and we'd all pray. And there were these two women and man, when they prayed, it was, it was different. It was like, there was like a direct link. I could just tell the difference. But among those two women, there was also a distinction because one of them was extremely loving and extremely kind and really gracious. The other one, she would pray in tongues and pray in a spiritual language, but she did not have a lifestyle that was consistent with a godly woman. And I could see the difference. And this is all, remember, this is all in, my, in the time when I was just starting to discover all of this. Speaking in tongues or praying in the spirit does not replace spirituality. It doesn't replace basic knowing what the word of God has to say, knowing what the Bible says. It doesn't replace praying with your mind, praying things that you understand. It doesn't replace you know, being kind and loving and generous and all the things that, that Jesus calls us to be anyway. Just because a person speaks in tongues does not exempt them from being Christ-like. Amen? 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 Um, Acts chapter 2, this is, this is the one everybody goes to, but it's here, and so I have to address this. Acts 2, verse 4, it says, everyone present. This is a whole group of people in this upper room. I've actually been in that upper room. It was pretty, it was pretty sweet. It says, everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. Everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe that when you accept Christ, when you give your life to the Lord, you receive the Holy Spirit. I believe that the Holy Spirit is in everybody who calls on the name of the Lord. But I do believe that there is something extra that happens, which it's talking about right here, that this is the, the overflow. This is like the overflow of the Holy Spirit. This is what gives you the power to witness, the power to obey. This gives, you, this gives you a direct connection when you're praying to be able to pray things that you don't, your mind cannot comprehend, but you are praying and, and edifying yourself. And we're gonna talk about this later on too, what that prayer language means. It means that it, you edify, you're edifying yourself, which is encouraged by the Apostle Paul. It says, everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and then what? Began speaking in other languages. This means they didn't understand, they hadn't learned these languages. They had never gone to school and studied these languages. They didn't learn them anywhere. It was from the Spirit. These were languages from the Holy Spirit. And it says the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. This wasn't something they conjured up. It wasn't something they faked. And, and I know there's a lot of counterfeit. And I know that there's, there's even occultic spiritual languages. I do understand that. But that is not what this is. This is talking about the Holy Spirit of Jesus filling you to the point of overflowing. And it's not like you're out of control. 
Like you start, oh, I'm gonna, and you start saying all these things. That's not how this is. And we're gonna get into that later too. Um, one of my favorite stories, um, so we came out of a church that was one of the largest churches in California at the time called the Church on the Way down in Van Nuys, California. The pastor was Pastor Jack Hayford, and he wrote a book called The Beauty of Spiritual Language. I would strongly recommend that you read it. And one of the stories that he told, he kind of talked about his journey of discovering his spiritual language and discovering the gift of the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, and the gift of tongues. Um, And one of the things that he talked about in his journey was that he was very curious about it because it was in the Bible and he was a, a solid Bible guy. He wanted to know, what is this that the Bible is talking about? And his sister went to Bible camp or went to a, you know, a Christian camp, youth camp or something in Old Oak Ranch in California. And she went forward to receive prayer. And at that point, she was filled with the Holy Spirit And she began to speak with a language she had never studied, she had never learned, she didn't understand what she was saying. And while she was doing this, she was also having visions of thousands and thousands of Chinese people. While this was happening to her, she's having this vision. And someone came up to her and they said, did you know you were speaking fluent Chinese, one of the dialects in China. They said that they recognized. And at that moment, the Holy Spirit was calling her to go into missions, and she ended up becoming a missionary to China. Isn't that a cool story? That's just one of the, one of the stories of, that's in this book called The Beauty of Spiritual Language. But I do want to say this. This is a gift. This is a gift. And, you know, usually it's like... Do any of you ever write like a Christmas list? You know, like people say, what do you want for Christmas? Or what do you want for your birthday? Anybody ever do that? Yeah. It's nice to kind of have an idea of what people want, isn't it? If you're going to be buying them a gift. But the gift of the Holy Spirit is something that we're urged by the Lord through the Apostle Paul, to seek and to ask for. This is something that he says, ask for this. Earnestly desire this. Look into this. This is something that the Lord is encouraging you to ask for. And you know, there is a lie, and and we'll talk about this next time too, but there is a lie that says that there are some who do and some who don't receive this when they ask. And we're going to talk about the practical aspects of it the next time in my, in my part two. But I just want to say this. Don't give in to skepticism before you've really searched it out. Don't believe the teachings that you've heard throughout your life just because that was the tradition of your particular denomination or whatever until you've really sought for yourself what the Bible says and really see that there is a clear case to be made for what I'm saying and what the Apostle Paul is saying here. And I want to say this. Don't give in to jealousy. If you're one of those people and you have asked again and again and again and again, 
for the gift of tongues. You've asked that the Lord would let you speak in a spiritual language, and you haven't. We'll talk about this later, but I want to just promise you it is available. It is available to you. Amen? Um, my pastor, my, one of my first pastors, um, he actually uh, was looking into this. He was, he was doing a lot of studying about the spiritual language, and he also was raised in a tradition where they didn't believe in this. And so he started asking the Lord. He said, Lord, I, I want to be baptized in your Holy Spirit. If that's really from you, I want this to happen. And I want, Lord, I, I want to speak in tongues. I want to speak a spiritual language. And he ended up getting filled with the Holy Spirit while he was on the toilet. And he began to speak in tongues. So it can happen anywhere you are, as long as you're open and vulnerable. I'm going to end with this particular passage in 1 Corinthians 14.1. This is the point. Let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. Speaking in a spiritual language is not about being better than other people or it's not like a competition that some are better than others because they do or they don't. Love has to be the point. And can I just say this about the mask issue too? I know this is... I, I just, I, I told somebody today, I said, I would rather have my big toenail removed than wear a mask. I do not like wearing a mask. Okay, so I am one of those people that, I, I haven't actually run into anybody that's like, yeah, I really like wearing a mask. I, I, have, I haven't met anybody. Anybody here? Just, you're like, wow, this is so cool. I mean, it's uncomfortable, and it's hard to breathe, and it's hard to hear people, and you can't, you can't see people smile. And I mean, there's just so many reasons why I don't love it. But there's two reasons why, why I'm going to wear one when the governor asked me, because Romans 13, it says we need to submit to our leaders. We need to submit to our authorities. And if you're someone who is politically completely opposed to this, God bless you. That's fine. I understand. But don't please don't go on Facebook or Instagram and say unloving things. 1 Corinthians 14.1, this applies to social media. Let what? Love be your highest goal. So the first reason that I'm going to wear a mask when I'm here, as much as I hate it, is because my governor, my leader... My, 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 the leader of this state has asked us to do this when we're gathering in larger groups. And number two, I have sought a lot of counsel on this because I was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure if the masks really help or not. And I don't know what camp you're in. I don't know which side of the aisle you're on. But let love be your highest goal. And that's why I'm, personally, I will wear one because I know it makes other people feel more comfortable. So I know I'm treading on really shaky ground here. <laughs> I probably have a few people that are mad at me right now, and I'm sorry for that. Trust me, we have tried to navigate through this issue. It's so confusing and, and so controversial, but please let love be your highest goal. It says here, going on, it says, you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives. 
It's saying here, you should desire the special abilities. Whether you were raised in a denomination that taught it was of the devil, or it wasn't real, or it was just fanfare, or whatever, this is what the, this is what the word of God says. 1 Corinthians 12, and then 13 and 14 talk about this and study it, and it talks about it in Romans 8. It says, you know, you're, you, you pray, but you, you don't even know what to pray, and the Spirit gives you the utterance. The Spirit gives you groans and, and the way to pray to connect with God's will. It says, desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. Prophesy means to just speak forth, to speak the word of God, or sometimes it means to foretell. But it says, verse two, if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will only be talking to God. And this is what I was saying about the personal edification, that if you're talking to God, if you have the gift of speaking your spiritual language, this is a time where you, in your own personal quiet time, your own time with the Lord, driving down the freeway, whenever it happens to be, doing the laundry, whatever, that you just start to pray in your spiritual language and it will edify you, it will build you up. Okay, we are gonna get into um, five, more, uh, five more random things <laughs> that I've learned about tongues in a couple of weeks. Next, next Sunday, Pastor Ira is going to talk about the coronavirus and Christian living. So that's, uh, that's, a, re- that's a word that he's had on his heart. He has had a, a word from the Lord that he really wants to bring, and I, and I really think that we need to hear it as a body. And I do want to say, if you have not received your spiritual language, we're going to pray, we're going to do a baptism, we're going to show you a baptism right now, but I'm going to pray with you and expect that the Holy Spirit wants to give you this gift. Expect that our generous God wants to give you this gift. So please watch this baptism with me, and then I'll come back and we'll pray and close it up. today. It's everybody's favorite thing to do. I want to introduce you to my friends, Trent and Elizabeth. And you know my daughter, Rebecca, hiding behind me. Um, Trent and I met at work about a year and a half ago and became friends. And I'm going to let you uh, listen to his story. He's got quite a little story to tell about how we ended up here today. Uh, so I spent the majority of my life, vast majority of my life, uh, thinking the only way uh, to get ahead was to do it myself. Uh, learned very on, I couldn't count on anyone but myself. Um, and that worked, except for when it didn't. Uh, recently had a large setback really knock me, knock me flat. Uh, lost a job that I'd worked very hard for and very hard at. Um, and I felt like I didn't have anything. Um, I had someone in my life uh, point out that was miss- what was missing um, was God. And uh, because of where it came from, I didn't put much stock into it. Uh, but by strange, uh, what I thought was coincidence at the time, I uh, started having a, a conversation with uh, Corinne uh, that led to a dinner with her and Pete. Um, And from the moment we, in the middle of a restaurant, took hands and prayed, I knew that that I couldn't ever be good enough on my own. 
that it wasn't that I couldn't count on anyone. It's that no one on earth would suffice. Um, and from that day forward, I just knew that, that I needed Jesus in my life. I didn't want Jesus in my life. I needed Jesus in my life. And, uh, yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> well, let's do this. Crawl in the tub. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. It's been worse. So, Trent, do you accept Jesus as your Savior? this a commitment in front of everybody to live your life for him we baptize you in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen (laughs) so this is trent's wife elizabeth And she is much shyer than her verbose husband. Um, So she wanted me to say a few words. Um, Elizabeth and Trent have really had kind of a rough time lately. Come on in. The water's fine. She, uh, after Trent accepted the Lord that day at, uh, what restaurant were we? Texas Roadhouse. Roadhouse. (laughs) Just before everything shut down. Um, on Mother's Day, Trent and Elizabeth came to our house, and we had dinner and hung out, clig kids and all, and the Holy Spirit showed up, <laughs> and Rebecca started speaking, and um, the Holy Spirit just came on her, and Rebecca and Elizabeth had an extremely private moment in the middle of a crowded room at my house. And Elizabeth accepted the Lord and accepted forgiveness. So Rebecca's going to be baptizing Elizabeth. But before you do, Elizabeth, do you accept Jesus as your Savior? Do you commit to living your life for him as your Lord? All right. In that case, I'm going to step back and let this one. (laughs) This is a good day. Yes, yes. It is a good day. Amen? Did you guys get anything out of this message today? Anybody? A couple of you? Okay, good. <laughs> We're going to continue it in a couple of weeks. But I just want to pray right now. And, and I don't feel any pressure, honestly. And, and I don't want you to feel any pressure. This is, this is something that the Holy Spirit wants to give you. This is something the Holy Spirit wants to, to pour into you. So, so if you could just open yourself up to what the Holy Spirit wants to do, the the new languages Jesus talked about. Maybe if you have your arms crossed, it would be a good idea to maybe do this at this point. (laughs) Father God, we just thank you for your word. 
We thank you for the truth of your word, Lord. We thank you, God, that you are the father of the heavenly lights and you want to give us good gifts. I thank you, Jesus, that you said that these signs would, would accompany those who believe. Lord, and, and as we come before you, for those of us who believe, Lord, I know that you want to pour out your spirit. Lord, there are some here um, and listening online and, and we are so desperate. We are so desperate for more of you, Lord. We've come to the end of ourselves and we need more. We need more. We need more of you. And so right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just ask that you would pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit. Baptize, fill people to overflowing, Lord. And I ask, God, that as they begin to just open their mouths to speak, Lord, you would give them that beautiful spiritual language, the beauty of the spiritual language, Lord. Lord, maybe, maybe it's going to happen in the privacy of their own home or in their car or, I don't know, on the toilet or while they're in bed or whatever it is, Lord, but I ask for those who are, are seeking, those who want all of you, those who want more, that you would pour out your spirit and you would give them this gift. You would give them this ability, Lord. Lord, and for those who don't know you, this is all weird. I just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, draw them to yourself. I thank you, Lord, that we cannot save ourselves. Just like Trent said, Lord, there's nothing we can do to earn our salvation. It is by grace. We have been saved through faith, not of our own works, Lord. We can't boast about this. We can't brag about how great we are. But Jesus, we can boast about how great you are. And you are great, oh Lord. And we thank you, Jesus, that you went to the cross and you paid the price for each and every one of us so that we could know you and be forgiven and have eternal life. And we bless you and we thank you for who you are. And we just speak your praises, Lord, and we receive your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you all. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. Invite the Lord to bless you and keep you and pray that prayer over yourselves and pray that he would fill you with his Holy Spirit. Amen.